Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Well, hey, everybody. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. Got the uh, the man with me, Mike the Cap Kapler. Getting set here for casual conversation, talking about God's love and grace like we do every week here on Growing in Grace. Cap? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because... Well, it's it's been a few weeks since we recorded. We sometimes get ahead a little bit, and so I feel like we're back in the saddle here. And, and you and I are doing something different this time, Joel, that uh, I'm not sure we've ever totally done before. <laughs> Quite often, when we come on to record the Growing in Grace podcast, we take a few minutes to, not to be honest with you, it's not very detailed, it's not very lengthy, but we usually take a few minutes to talk about some things that we might want to approach on the upcoming program. Uh, we haven't done that this time. We just hopped on, and I said, Joel, why, why don't we just jump on <laughs> just without planning uh, any topic, any subject about grace, no- nothing. Let's just go on and see where this goes, and mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do today. Yep, that's what we're doing. I mean, I've had you know, various things on my mind from discussions I've had with other people and uh, with you, Cap, but yeah, we're just kind of, if you want to put it this way, just kind of winging it this week. <laughs> Not as if we don't always wing it, but... Yeah, we just hooked up here on Skype, and here we are, going at it. So, All right, so tell me, what has been on your mind? Because, frankly, mine has been a blank all week. <laughs> Mine's been a blank, too. I've had quite a week. Being sick last Saturday morning, about a week ago, and uh, all of a sudden, laying on the couch about 10.30 in the morning, and all of a sudden hearing, there's water gushing through the basement ceiling. And so that sums up the start of my week, and you can obviously gather what happened from there. I had to do a lot of stuff. but uh, So, yeah, I, my mind's been a blank, too. haven't really thought about a whole lot of stuff. But, you know, some of the stuff I've talked about with people, so I get, I'm just winging it here. Uh, the whole idea of, you know how we, we talk about, we're, we're kind of against legalism here. We're, you know, like if someone is preaching the law that Christians need to live by the law or rules and regulations, and we kind of obviously counter that because we don't believe that's the truth. We believe the truth is that we walk by grace. We live by grace, not by rules, not by law. We walk by faith, and there aren't rules associated with that. But then sometimes there are people who, oh, they've got a bit of a handle on grace. They they know that, you know, it's impossible to live our lives without God's grace, but they add all this stuff, this old covenant stuff back in, basically mixing the two. And it's it's kind of like, yeah, there's grace, there's Jesus, there's love and unconditional love and all that stuff. And that kind of thing has kind of put me in a lot of bondage in my life because when uh, I want to know Christ— and Christ alone, you know, we want we preach Christ and Christ alone. We preach Christ and Him crucified, and uh, we don't mix the old stuff in. But when you have that other stuff stuff mixed in, it's kind of hard to separate it all, and it puts a person in bondage when they're really trying to know Christ. I don't know if you have ever dealt with that or thought about that, Cap. No, no. Okay, next subject. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from, and and this is the the very dangerous thing about religion, religiosity, churchianity. We've referred to it this way before, Joel. It's, it's the hybrid covenant. 
Um, yeah. we, we have a new covenant. We preach Jesus. We teach about what, at least in, to some degree, we, we often teach or we heard, what, uh, we heard the gospel being taught of what Christ has done for us and certain things like that, at least up to a point. But, but then the, this other stuff gets thrown into the mix from the old covenant, and, and they get stirred up together, and it, and it causes confusion mm-hmm. and frustration. I, I, just, I, don't, I get dumbfounded sometimes when I can hear a sermon from somebody who you say, whoa, hey, that's really good stuff. Somebody really understands the grace of the gospel here. And then maybe in, even in the very same sermon or the following week, it's, it's kind of back to uh, a mixture of this curveball stuff. Somebody's throwing me a, an old covenant curveball all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can guarantee you those, those old covenant curveballs are hard to hit. Oh, oh man, that's a good way to that's a good way to word it because it is a curveball. You're shooting straight grace. You think it's straight grace that's coming at you, but then it drops on you, or it you know curves over, and and it's kind of like, whoa, where did that come from? Where's that thing going? I can't hit that thing. And practically speaking, in you know in my life, it's it's kind of like I, I'm trying to think of an example of it, but where a person will be preaching, you know what, we live by grace, we live by faith, we're saved by grace, there's absolutely nothing we can do to earn it, or, or to nothing that we can do to, to stay in God's favor. And then, like you say, in in the same sermon, or a week later, or whatever, uh, they're talking about how we need to do our part to keep ourselves right with God, or, or, or some, you know, it's it's the type of thing where it's just, it's mixed together, and I'm making it sound not quite as subtle as what it is, because it can be really subtle, where it's hard to understand what is Old Covenant there, and what is New Covenant, and what he's teaching. What is grace, and what is law, and what he's teaching there, and and it can be so hard to deconstruct it, because the whole idea is we want to live by grace. We want to know Christ alone, you know, Christ and him crucified. We're dead to the law. We're dead to our old self in Adam, and, and we have this new life in Christ, but yet all this other stuff is thrown in there, and it's hard to deconstruct that in order to build up a proper foundation. That's one thing we talk about a lot on our program is that foundation of grace, having our roots in Christ alone, in grace alone, and, and not in all these rules and things. And it's hard to pull those roots up when it's mixed in with all that other stuff. It's hard to tell which is which. Like I said at the beginning here, it could be bondage for a person. Yeah, and I, I still think it comes back to so many of us struggling with understanding who we are in Christ, understanding our identity. Joel, it, it still comes back to this, and I, I hate to sound like a broken record on our podcasts, but this is the thing that so many people struggle with. We, we go back to the garden with Adam and Eve, and that's when we entered, we as mankind entered into the era of works. We would begin to determine good and evil on the basis of what we do, on the basis of our own performance. So even though we know what Jesus did at the cross, regardless of what he accomplished there with his death, burial, and resurrection, and regardless of the many uh, identity scriptures that we have heard, those of us who have been exposed to some of this radical grace that we talk about, even in spite of all that, we will still often determine our identity and our value based on our performance. Mm-hmm. It's just something that we're, we're drawn to 
like a magnet because, generally speaking, people just simply refuse to believe that we are in right standing with God, that we are righteous, that we are righteous unless we're able to perform righteous deeds. You're not performing righteous deeds, you're not righteous. So we refuse to believe those things. We're not anointed unless we see certain signs, and, and we refuse to believe we're accepted unless we have a you know, certain experience of some kind. And this is the kind of stuff that, that people wrestle with. And because a lot of the sermons that people are hearing today is how to become all of this stuff instead of what God did to put us uh, into the place where we have all of these things. And that's why it can be, it can be so tough for a person. I, I mean, I've been through this uh, so many times in my Christian life before I really began to get settled in in the solid foundation of grace, I would, am I really saved? I would ask that question. Am I really saved? <laughs> am I really a highly favored child of God? And I would think, am I doing enough? That performance mentality. Is there something more that I need to do? Because, yeah, I get the message of grace, but yet it seems like because of what's been mixed in with it, it seems like I, I, I got to be doing something in order to, to maintain this thing. There's something about me that I've got to change because I'm not living up to it. Whereas the straight gospel, the straight gospel of grace, it's not about our performance. Like you say, it's not about our performance. We live by grace. We live by faith. The performance part of it is is really a, a fruit, as we talked about in previous weeks here, I think, on previous programs here. It's really a fruit of, of Christ working in and through us. But so we'll go back and forth between resting in Christ and our, our true identity, and uh, and then we'll go back and forth between making it about our performance. I, I need to be doing more. I just, I don't know what God thinks of me because I haven't been performing right. And it would go back and forth, and it's a roller coaster ride of emotions and all kinds of things that's really hard for a person to live with. It's a challenge. That's why understanding, again, what God has accomplished through Jesus Christ, what God did in Jesus was a a complete work. We talk about the finished work, the work that he did through Jesus, and it was God working through Jesus. It wasn't just Jesus. It was God working through him. He did a complete work, as we've talked about on past podcasts. I think it was in Peter that he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We are complete in him. We have an anointing, John told us in his, his epistle. We are sanctified. We are righteous. We have been redeemed all these great qualities in our new identity in Christ, but so many times we don't believe it. Even like Adam and Eve, they, they didn't believe it. They had all of that. Talk about living the life. Uh, they had it, but they didn't believe who they were either. And so these are the, the kinds of things that, that we're challenged by. I'm trying to think of something I, I heard somebody say, Joel. Um, let me see if it's coming to me here. It has to do with... Uh, <laughs> good works and dead works, and I, I might have to go from memory here, so I, I, I hope I can get this right. But the only difference between good works and dead works is the motive of the person doing the works. So it's, it's an act of the heart, and it's impossible for you and I to see the heart of an individual and determine what the motive is. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's the difference between we're supposed to be delivered from those dead works so the difference between dead works and good works in Christ is simply a, it could be the same action outwardly, but is it be, are they doing the action to try and get into good graces with God, or are they doing it because they already are in good graces with God? Yeah, I hear you on that. And I even I thought one time of a uh, 
kind of a scenario, and it's just it just popped in my mind. But just say that uh, there are two different people. They both want to help volunteer to build a house for Habitat for Humanity. It's just a, a random example that popped in my brain. But you got one person that's doing it because they think that they're doing things because they need to do stuff for God. <clears throat> they need to get out there and perform well so that God will be pleased with them. The other person is doing it because I love people. You know, I love people. I want to help people. Christ in me is is wants to reach out to people through uh, through what I do. And and so there is there's a big difference between the motives and that is the difference between dead works, the the person who's doing it to try to earn favor with God or maintain the right standing and the person who's doing it out of pure love for other people. And so, you know, it's that's one of those things that uh that subtle mixture of law and grace can really mess people up and uh, make them wonder if they're if they're doing enough, if they're saved, and all that stuff. So, well, Cap, I don't know. This has been. I think this has been pretty neat. I don't know how often yeah, we'll this went, do this. Went by pretty fast, didn't it? <laughs> it did, and it was good. I think uh, you know, for me, it just goes to show that uh, whatever is on our hearts, it, and it goes to show that what this program is about—just two guys just having a casual conversation, not trying to. Uh, score theological points with anybody but just talking this gospel stuff out as it comes to our minds and hearts and so don't know for sure what we'll be talking about uh, next time but stick around and i'm sure we'll be focusing in on god's unconditional love and his never-ending grace this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brzezinski Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.